0: Welcome to the Homegrown Remix Podcast. We will be tackling the tough questions that eat at your faith. Throughout the year, four students will dissect, discuss, and comment on each week's topic. And now, please welcome our host of Crossroads Farm.
1: Hello, you're listening to another episode of the Homegrown Remix Podcast by Crossroads Farm. Uh, My name is Brian Van Dyke, and tonight I have four amazing students who are going to talk about tonight's talk, and they're going to introduce themselves.
0: Hi, I'm Jesse.
1: I'm Jada. I'm Evelyn. I'm Levi. All right, so tonight was a little bit different. So instead of talking about one legendary figure, we talked about four kind of crazy stories in the Bible. Do you guys remember what those stories were?
0: Yes.
2: A little bit? Yes. They were like, the first one was about the really fat king that was like so fat that Mm -hmm. when... The guy stabbed him in the stomach. His stomach, like, swallowed the sword. Yeah, with his that's so Yeah, that's so gross.
1: Yeah. He talked about the donkey, what, the story about Balaam's donkey. What happened there?
0: Basically, the donkey, he kept beating the donkey. He beat him, like, three times. And then God made the donkey talk to him, asking why he beat the... Mm-hmm. Asking him.
1: And then the third story was about Elisha and the 16th miracle. What was that last miracle
3: we're we talking about the last story like- no
1: the third one oh. where uh it was the friends were burying their friend who mm-hmm. was dead and then they got freaked out by a bunch of raiders who were coming by and they throw him into the cave right mm-hmm. and then their friend's dead body touches the dead body of elisha and he comes back to life right so it was like a miracle from the grave and then Jay's gonna tell us about the fourth story
3: um, where the guy, I'm not sure who the guy was, but he was hanging from a tree like two feet off the ground by his hair. And I remember that part. And I'm pretty sure people walked past and killed him on the tree.
1: Mm, yup. So this is King David's kiddo, his son. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's his son. And he's full of pride and he was beautiful and blah, blah, blah. He was probably um, thinking that he was a better kid King than his father was, and so he declares war against his father. And as he's headed off to war to fight against his father's army, his long hair, what he was known for, his beautiful locks get caught in the oak tree and hang him off the ground. And then Jade is right, yeah, his uh, David's army catches up to him and they kill him. So, those are kind of some crazy stories that we forget exist in the Bible. Um, but we have some great questions kind of following up on each one of them. So that first story that we were talking about, the guy who kills the fat king, what was so unique about him? Do you guys remember? He was left-handed. He was left-handed. So it's this like, I don't even know what the statistics are. Is it like 3% of the population or Mm -hmm. something like that is left-handed? So he's super unique, right? And he's like, oh, this is something that makes me a little bit weird and different. Um, But God ultimately uses it. So the question is, what is something that makes you guys different and some people might even say weird that god might want to use.
3: I have to be like physical? No. No.
1: Like one of the examples was, oh, I think I'm a nerd and I'm smart, but maybe god wants to use that. Or personality quirks or you name it.
3: I can like see how someone's feeling without their mm. facial expressions like I can I know if someone's sad even if they're like smiling so you you have a
1: really good emotional intelligence so you can just pick it up that's so cool yeah God might definitely want to use that for sure maybe in like a counseling role or in like just an encouraging encouragement role, that would be awesome
2: I am also left handed but I don't really care
1: that's so cool
2: but like only with writing and eating though.
1: only? you don't
2: know you don't know what you might be called to do in sports, though, I'm right-handed most of the time, so that's
1: weird. Hmm. No,
3: yeah.
2: But also, like, I don't know if this is really weird, but some people have bugged me about it. Like, I really just love little kids and, like, babies and stuff. Mm-hmm. And people are like, you're only 15. You shouldn't be, well, like, want to be a mom so much. And I'm like, I don't want to be a mom right now. Mm-hmm. You know, I just love babies.
1: That's so cool. Yeah, there's a lot of babies that are going to need your love someday, so that's awesome. Levi, Jesse, I know you guys are weird. I'm your friend, so let's hear it. I'm very
0: outgoing when I meet new people and I'm able to be friendly with them to make them comfortable. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Cool. No, I think that's awesome. I think that is so unique. Um, sometimes, yeah, you're right. People might be like, whoa, dude, Like, you don't know me. You don't know my story. Why you s- open my face? Yeah. But God can use that weird energy and turn it for his purposes. That's awesome. My man is wearing two shirts, one long sleeve over a collared short sleeve. So that's a quirk. Maybe God will use that. <laughs> what else we got? I'm tall. Okay. So you can grab things off the top shelf when I can't. Amazing. Um, that's really cool. No, yeah. How do you think God might use that in your life or has used it? You guys think I'm kidding. So um, I used to be a shipped shopper. Do you guys know what that is? Basically, it's personal shopping for Meijer and Target, blah, blah, blah. Um, it's like DoorDash, but shopping. And I was like running behind on a shift. And I was like, I can't find this product that this, this customer wants. And I, I need it. And I'm like running behind. And I'm going to be late on this order. And then I'm like, God, just like direct it like direct me to it and then i find it and it's on the top shelf levi and this good samaritan comes by sees me struggling i do the whole like embarrassing like i'm five foot six gonna climb on the shelves a little bit see if it'll like hopefully i don't break anything uh use my shopping cart as one <laughs> pedestal uh really making a fool of myself but then the nice guy just like reaches out without saying a single word just sees me pities me empathizes with me grabs the item that i was looking for and just slowly hints it to me and then that just made my day. Um, so yeah, you never know how God might use even your tallness for his glory. Okay, so story number two was about the donkey. Uh, the donkey saw the angel of the Lord and basically is like uh, the ancient Bible time equivalent of a Tesla. And the Tesla just goes off the road because its computing systems like mm, can't, don't want to run into the angel of the Lord with the sword. And so then uh, they get into this argument, this exchange, and they're like, Really? Why are you beating me up? And then he's like, well, you know, you're not listening to me. And so they go back and forth, and it's a bit out of the ordinary, but it's grabbing, the, the point of it was grabbing Balaam's attention, right? Can you think of something a bit out of the ordinary which makes you mad that God might be trying to get your attention with?
3: Can it be a feeling? Sure. Like anger, maybe? Mm-hmm. So I don't really know how to elaborate on that, but hmm. anger.
1: Anger is making you feel like God is grabbing your attention or yes. he's using anger to grab your attention.
3: To Make me like realize that stuff happened because I just blew it off mm-hmm. in the past.
1: Okay. What are some ways God grabs your attention that is a bit out of the ordinary?
0: I mean, mine's kind of like hers, but like when I'm, when I just feel like something's off, I just know that God's bugging me to figure it out with whatever it may be. Mm. So... Just Mm -hmm. generally.
1: So I'm a romanticist, which means I believe that everything happens for a reason, right? There's a silver lining in everything. Um, And so I don't believe in coincidences. And so whenever God like repeats something to me, even if I don't like it, that's usually him trying to grab my attention. So it's an example in my life. So the third story was Elisha. And he asked for a double portion of Elijah's spirit. And so basically, he wanted to be able to do 16 miracles because Elijah did eight. And um, we talked about the story about the the friend who became alive because of that 16th miracle that Elisha performs from the grave. But, you know, he's dead, so he didn't really get to perform it. God performs it through him. Is there something that you have no power over which God is going to show everyone? Either that he isn't done yet, or that he is in total control of?
3: That we have no power over?
1: Is there something that you have no power over, which God is going to show everyone? That either he isn't done yet, or he is in total control?
3: I don't really know, because I think with everything, we all have power with everything. Yeah. But I was thinking kind of like, how I'm, how we're getting more into the word? If that makes sense. Mm -hmm.
1: So let's kind of break it down a little bit. What are some things in our life that we have no control over? Other people. Other people? Um, The weather. The weather. Okay. Okay. Getting there. Um, How about what family we're born into or live with? So I think maybe where we live. I mean, I don't know if I would have chosen to. Well, I can because I'm an adult now. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, (laughs) you and I did choose. Bummer. But I don't know if, you know, everyone would choose to live in Hillsdale County or Branch County. And I think these are some of the things that, you know, we have no control over, but God might be able to use to show that, you know, he isn't done with this county. He isn't done with your family. He isn't done with, I don't know, the weather. (laughs) Or, you know what I mean? Like he he isn't finished and he's in control of it, no matter what. He can use these things that we have no control over to bring his will. Yeah, enough said. So the final story was Absalom. And we talked about that. Jada talked about the hair and being hung up and, um, the real kicker is like, he could have cut himself down if he just decided to cut his own hair, right? But he was so vain. He was so prideful that he was like, no, this is my moneymaker. This is what I'm, you know, I'm popular and reputable for. So I can't do that. And so it ultimately cost him his life, right? His pride, that is. And is there an area of your life that you're so proud of that you feel like you don't need God's help with? For me, growing up, I was uh, really smart. I, you know, didn't need to study. I didn't, you know, like all those things. And so, I never thought that I needed to rely on God for anything intellectual. Um, And so, I think that's one area that He's definitely uh, purified and refined in me throughout uh, my later high school years and my college years. So, for me, that's an area of pride. I was also super athletic in high school and college. Ball, baller Kobe. Um, But, and so like, I was like, oh, I can, you know, I can, you know, get my way out of anything. And, you know, God's blessed me with my athletic ability. Um, And one story that kind of combines both of them, it was junior year and it was finals week. And I was playing beach volleyball, not studying because I didn't have to remember all those things. And I get kicked in the head and I'm given a concussion right before finals. And so God was just like, dude, I'm going to, you know, purify you by giving you a concussion or allowing you to get a concussion before finals so that you have to like, A, realize like you're more than your athletic abilities in your body and B, you're going to have to rely on me to get through finals and not what you thought you had. All right, enough about me. What about you guys?
2: Um, I don't really know. I feel like I kind of just make it through each day barely with God just like not because my life is so terrible like my parents aren't divorced nobody in my family does drugs Mm. I haven't like gone to juvie I don't have like a terrible life but I just feel like just kind of get through each Mm. day Mm -hmm. like doing everything with him Mm. I know that not everybody's like that so it's kind of weird it's just like I don't know
3: yeah
1: Thanks for sharing that.
3: I don't really know how to answer this question.
1: Boils down to, what are you proud about? Uh, what areas do you have pride?
3: Um, of, like, that I got out of my old friend group, and I have one really great friend now. Hmm. My old friend group was, like, very toxic and made me do some dumb stuff. <laughs> hmm. Or didn't make me, but you're pretty sure.
1: Well, I'm glad to hear that you are in a better spot. All right, Jesse, what areas are you prideful and maybe you don't even feel like you need god's help with
0: i don't think there's anything that i can say i can do without god because i know that if i try i will epically not do it right so i know i'm good at certain things but i don't think there's really anything that i can truly do without him so i can't really say anything
1: that's good it sounds like you have a really good perspective then already last question what is the thing god wants you to learn and do this week
3: My other church leader wanted me to, like, invite more people to church. Maybe that's a good answer.
2: I think, like, maybe God wants me to just, like, make more time to focus on things that I like instead of just doing school all the time and just, like, being lazy. I should just do more more stuff that I actually want to do instead of just things that I think I have to be doing.
1: I think what God wants me to do this week is hand out more gospel tracks I have at home. That would be so epic. So cool. I hope you do that.
0: I think God wants me to continue to go to him whenever I need to, because that's a good habit that I think I should get it. that I'm trying to get better at, is when I need to, I can go to him, because he's always open for that.
1: Well, those are some amazing answers. And I hope you guys will follow the spirits leading uh, in those areas this week in your lives. So with that, we are going to sign off. Thanks for listening. And we will see you next week on the Crossroads Homegrown Remix Podcast.
0: Crossroads Farm is happy to share coffee joy with you through the delicious rich roast coffee. You can order yours by contacting the CRF office at crossroadsfarm.org. And contact us to learn about our innovative ministry curriculum, The Arms of a Servant Leader, a four-year strategic discipleship training resource. Follow us on Facebook at Crossroads Farm, Crossroads Farm Northwest, and Crossroads Farm RCI. Also on Insta and Twitter.